From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And today we're having a member update with Peggy Hiller. Peggy, we're going to be talking kind of part two of our survey. Right. For, correct. We want to talk again about the um, the survey that was asked of members kind of spring 2023 and, and what we are learning from those responses. Now, something you pointed out, you, you spoke with some snow sports management. And what were some of the things that you learned from those people in those specific roles? Yeah, thanks for asking. So, you know, overall, as we mentioned last time, we had a good response rate um, overall from our membership, and that included a higher response rate from folks who identified themselves, uh, self-identified as snow sports school management positions. So we asked them specifically a question about a couple of questions, actually. One of the questions was, um, what is the impact on the guest experience by having certified instructors and we got a very favorable response out of that our scale was one to five uh, five being um, you know they totally agree with that statement and we got a rating of 4.4 which was great to hear especially having more people in this role respond this this year and then the other questions we asked a couple others but another one that I wanted to highlight was we asked them does having um, certified instructors provide value to their school and again out of that one through five scoring system five being high we got a 4.1 so that felt really good um, additionally, there, we asked a question about the impact of our curriculum, our education, and their perception of um, safety and reducing injuries to their instructor staff. And we've really seen a pretty good rise over the last five years um, in this category. I think there's still room for us to help, but um, safety is a really big topic. And again, out of that one through five uh, scale, we got a four on that rating, and five years ago, we only got a 3.7, so it's good to see that needle moving. Now, one of the things you did with this survey that I really liked, you asked some open-ended questions, and I would think in a survey, those often don't get a big return, but I think you got a lot of good feedback this year. We sure did. You know, we had uh, over 8,000 surveys completed, which is great. Um, And I think we had people write in on these open-ended surveys. I think we had over 7,000 responses, which is a lot of feedback. It is a lot of feedback. (laughs) Uh, I have to admit, I'm still um, going through and and trying to understand um, all of that. that, I haven't quite gotten through all of it, but been very, very helpful to kind of take a peek into the places that where people are um, as members and, and their um, perspectives, because we need to meet our members where they're at, that's for sure. And one of the questions you asked was, what's your primary reason for being a member? And can you give us some of the responses that you got to that question? Or, you know, very generalized, yeah. obviously, but... Yes, yeah. So that one, we we said, could you please limit it to three words? Oh, you did? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so that can be helpful. Um, and then you can come up with those word clouds with, with a question like that. But um, 
this year, out of you know more responses than ever, education was the number one word, um, and it, it's hard to say that that's overwhelming. But about seventeen percent of the responses included the word education in it, which I think is really. Um, key because that's really the foundation of our organization. You know, we are um, a education association for our members first and foremost. So um, that was really, really helpful. We also heard a lot of words like um, teaching, professional learning, improve, development, which all I think kind of tie into that education piece. Um, And so I I think our educational core is solid and that was really helpful. And another question that you asked that I really liked, um, because it can be expensive to join PSIA and attend the educations. And I mean, people are looking at a, an investment when they join. Uh, I especially think of new members who um, are young, maybe don't have a lot of money saved up or whatever. I hate to make a generalization like that. But again, you're making yeah. an investment. And one of the questions you asked was, how does being a PSIA member add value? Yeah. Well, and also how can we help add value to their membership, realizing that there is um, hard dollars involved here. And a lot of this is very divergent responses we got to this one, I have to admit, George. And um, <laughs> there was no word limit. So <laughs> some of the responses were, were lengthy, which to me, um, a lengthy response shows that somebody wants to take the time um, to complete uh, their thoughts and also share their perspectives. And um, I've always felt, even though I, I haven't been here quite a full year yet, that uh, the passion of our members is, is key. So I took a little turn before I answered your question, but I just want to let members know that we really, really value the thoughtful responses and the time you're taking to fill out these surveys. So helpful. Um but there, there were some trends, um, again, still digesting a lot of this information myself. Um, but we have a big opportunity, and I do see the responses to this question being uh, a lot of indications of opportunities, um, that we can have and be more accessible and consistent with our exams and our certifications, whether that means um, offering enough exams in the right places, um, trying as hard as possible not to cancel these assessment um, events if we can help it. We do realize that there are weather and other um, things that that go into play, and we do need to make sure that we are um, running uh, uh, operation that can make financial um, sense and not waste member dollars. So sometimes uh, events, especially certification events, can be canceled if we don't get enough participation. But we need to weigh that at the same time with making sure our members can count on us. So that's a really big opportunity. I don't have all those answers, and I certainly work with my counterparts, you know, the other executive directors and CEOs across the country in those regions um, on how we do a better job that way. But we also heard pretty loud and clear that when it comes to these certifications and our processes that people want consistency and um, 
greater consistency is really um, a big reason why our association has done a lot of work and can, will continue to do a lot of work to make sure that we have unified assessment criteria and standards and ultimately the same unified assessment process across the country. It's going to take us a few more years to fully implement this. So stay tuned for hearing a lot more about this um, over the next couple years. Um, but we do have a target, if you didn't know, um, of by that 26-27 season, having consistent unified certification processes in all of our regions across the country. So um, it was helpful to hear that that's what the members value as well. Um, we also heard, again, there's varied <laughs> responses on this answer. Um, we heard a lot of feedback on the online educational resources that we have an opportunity to improve there. Um, COVID and the pandemic really impacted and, and made us fast track our online educational resources. So that's still relatively a new platform. Um, and so we have a lot of opportunity there. And, and um, we also heard a lot about our partnerships and our pro deals and the opportunity to get um, good discounts can be a way to add value. Um, there's opportunities we're hearing on our website and our technology enhancements that we can um, improve the functionality, make it more user-friendly. Um, and one thing that's really struck me that is tricky, but our association membership base has actually probably f at least four, probably five generations now involved in our membership. Um, so we've got some challenges to try to be the right organization for all those um, people in their life cycle of where they are as members. Uh, more to come on all this, George. Thank <laughs> <laughs> well, you. To, to conclude and, and wrap this all up, I mean, you had a really phenomenal response on the member survey this year. You yes. got a wide variety of responses, um, much higher in some areas, but what's next? How do you take that information and start to make some positive changes? Yes. And that is, that's my job. <laughs> uh, among other things, but that is a key piece of my job. And if it's okay, let's just leave that as a little teaser for people to tune in to next month's podcast. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> keep everybody keep listening. How about that? <laughs> well, Peggy, I really appreciate you taking the the time out to really address the membership. I, I'm really enjoying these these podcasts with you. So thank you very much for doing this. Oh, you are welcome. And I want to just say thanks to everybody who is tuning in. And um, we definitely value member feedback. So. Um, we can continue to, to work to be valuable and your feedback is valuable. So it's a big circle. <laughs> PSA ASI CEO Peggy Hiller joining us on First Chair from the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon. I'm George Thomas.